Welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle and Murdy, and today's topic is the good, the bad, and the ugly. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us, keep up to date with our daily photos, and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also be sure to use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving personalization options and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right. So when I was thinking about the title for today, I thought to myself, I don't know if I've actually done a good, bad, and ugly podcast before. So I was, went back and searched through the titles of my past podcasts. And in doing so, it was strange. It was like going back in a time capsule. And I was thinking about some of the podcasts that I made. And there were specific episodes that I saw that I'm like, I got to go back and listen to that one because I know that that one would be helpful for what I'm dealing with right now. So that was interesting. So for those of you who were expecting a podcast last week, um, you're perfectly reasonable to expect that. I told you that it was going to happen. It was unreasonable of me to expect that to happen because that would be crazy. Last week was insane, as it should have been, as I should have expected it to be. I have lofty ambitions and pretty high expectations. That definitely did not help last week. I had anticipated that we would be back up and rolling probably by Tuesday, maybe Wednesday at the latest. I think the first real product that started shipping out our door was Friday of last week. So that's great. Um, as I was driving into work on Tuesday, I put together uh, a little speech in my head of what I was going to tell everyone. And I was going to start it off with saying, okay, guys, my expectations may have been a little high. I am adjusting them down. And I realized that while... My expectations were high. A big part of what had gone wrong, well, I'll get into it. There were several things that didn't happen the way I'd expected them to, so my expectations should have shifted sooner rather than maintaining where they were because things didn't go as planned. So the lack of having racking was a big issue. We had known, and I did a podcast on this last week, that the, or two weeks ago, I should say now, that the shelving units that we had bought from Menards weren't going to be arriving in time before the move. And so we had decided that we were going to bring the old racking along, which we had previously planned on discarding. We were going to bring the old racking along for the short while because we needed to have something to put on the shelf or to put shelf things, some shelves to put things on, I should say. Well, when the movers arrived on Friday and we had all of this additional stuff to bring, they didn't balk at it, but they did you know inform us that it was going to take longer and we'd originally expected it on the long side to take six hours for them to move everything load everything up move everything unload everything we'd originally anticipated taking six hours i think in the end it took almost eight which was expensive but worth it i guess they got there about nine in the morning they loaded everything up by one o'clock they were leaving the place and i was there with anna uh she's the ad and she uh, helped me kind of coordinate with them and figure out what we needed to move. And it was kind of an interesting combination of hurry up and wait in a couple of places. But it was a good time for us to talk and work through, you know, some of the, the things as we were moving. And we got video. I'm going to try to stitch together a video compilation of this move and moving from the place downstairs to upstairs. And I'm going to try to stitch together all of our company's moves into some cool little montage. If I can pull it off, but we'll see. So. We 
finally got everything to the new workshop by probably 1.30 or 2 at the latest on Friday, and they started unpacking, and I had the team show up late that day because they'd stayed late on the, in the night on Thursday to help finish packing. So I gave them off until we got there, and then by 1.30, they were all there, and we started unpacking and putting things away. Now, I had planned on us not being up and moving Friday. I totally anticipated that. I had expected over the long weekend, Labor Day weekend, for me to go to you know, Menards and get the ducting I needed to get the in the systems for the engraving room up and rolling and a lot of other things. I kind of anticipated that over the weekend I was going to put in a bunch of hours and that would have helped us get moving. And if I had, that probably would have helped, but it didn't turn out that way. So we leave Friday with basically everything roughly in the room it's supposed to go in. Two of the desks I assembled early because they'd gotten there, but the U-line shipment that had contained the big tables and a couple of additional desks and a lot of the critical stuff we needed also didn't show up Friday, even though it was supposed to. It didn't show up the next day, Tuesday, or the next workday on Tuesday either. It only showed up on Wednesday. So that was part of the issue, right? Over the long weekend, I had said, okay, I'm going to go in, I'm going to get the ducting done, I'm going to get it all set up. And to be honest, Friday night, after that point, 12 days of 10 to 12 hour days, I kind of collapsed and I crashed really hard and I slept in late. Thankfully, my mother-in-law came in to stay to help with James and Leah, who's got her broken foot. So I got to sleep in the next morning uh, and I slept in till like 1030. Now, for anybody of you who have a toddler or a child, you know that sleeping in past six is a luxury. And I have never before since having James been able to sleep that late into the morning. I, even if I get a sleep in, it's, I don't, I don't, I can't sleep past eight. I was so exhausted after all of this that I slept solidly till 1030 that morning. And I went to bed at like 10 o'clock that night. So it was like a 12 hour rest. And I got up and I realized I'm like, I just can't do it today. I just can't go back in. I'm so tired and so exhausted still um, mentally and emotionally. And it was just so much. So I decided to take Saturday off. And then Sunday afternoon, um, Sunday morning, I went to church. And the Sunday afternoon, I went to Menards and I spent what I thought was going to be probably about 15, 20 minutes getting the stuff. It was two and a half hours in Menards for me to pull all of the things I needed from the shelf or the ducting system. Part of that was my fault. Part of that was me not anticipating how much time it was going to take for me in the store to think through what I was going to need and do the math. Now, could I have spent time at the workshop doing all the math, figuring it all out? Yes. But the real problem was, is I didn't exactly know what pieces Menards had. So part of it was going into Menards, standing in the aisle and going, okay, I've got 10 of those and five of those and seven of those. And I get 15 feet of that. And I had to like figure out, okay, this is, I know what needs to go where. And I kind of know the distances in my head. So I have to figure out, I got to build the puzzle with these puzzle pieces. So in the end, I got, I spent all that time on Sunday getting all this stuff. I finally get it back to the workshop and I put it in, in the workshop and it's late and I got to go do dinner and I'm tired. And so I, I put in there and I'm like, okay, I'll come back Monday, Labor Day, and I'll get it done. So I came in Monday about 10 o'clock in the morning and I started working on the ducting and I got the ducting on one half of the room, which is for two engravers, set up and finished. And the only thing that I hadn't finished was the out gas port out the window where the gas coming from the the, the machines, the, the smoke comes from the machines, goes through a whole bunch of filtration so that by the time it leaves the tube, it doesn't have any particulate in it, but it's very hot. So we obviously can't you know, gas that out into the room. Otherwise it takes the, turns the room into an oven, which is already an issue. So I created this, I don't know how to describe it. It was like a window insert, I should say, that was 
um, ducting on one side, ducting on the other, and insulation in the middle to replace the glass in the window. Now, the windows themselves, I may have mentioned before, had a bit of an issue because a lot of them were broken. But ironically, this particular pane of glass wasn't broken, so I carefully removed it, set it aside. We'll put it back when it's all said and done. But to get this stupid piece of, of ducting to fit was just was a nightmare. I measured a whole bunch of times, and then when I went to finally actually bend it all and put it in place, it didn't fit right. And so what I ended up having to do was I had it, I kind of had oversized it a little bit in certain areas, and so I had to kind of force it into place and then hammer it so that it kind of folded around the frame. Now, it's very sturdily in there, but by Monday, by the end of Monday, I had, it was, I'd spent hours and hours doing this, and I basically got almost half of the room done, but it wasn't done enough so that we could do production. So Tuesday shows up. I'm like, okay, Tuesday I'll go in. I'll get it all finished. Tuesday shows up. I get in, and the team is unpacking boxes, putting things on the shelf, trying to move things around, because at this point, a lot of the stuff was on boxes to the point where there wasn't a lot of floor space to put anything anywhere or move anything around. So a big part of Tuesday was getting things out of boxes on the shelves, getting the boxes out of the way so that we can have walkway space and things to move. So I start putting things, I put the engraving room mostly together. I've been able to finish it, but it's of course takes hours longer than I anticipated. But by the end of Tuesday, we had two of the engravers had their ducting system hooked up. At that point, all we had to do was fill the reservoirs, get the compressors in place, get the power set up properly, and I had kind of all got the pieces for all of that. So by Wednesday, the engravers, for the most part, that one side of engravers was basically up. By that point, we were able to get, I think there had been two orders that, due to a variety of circumstances, had to go out because of certain timing issues. And so we had gotten those two orders out that day, but we really didn't have, and, and the rest of the team was building, like for example, we had a cutting table. Originally, I wanted an eight foot by four foot table. Uline said they couldn't get that to us because they were out of stock of it on all versions of it. So I had to get an eight foot by 10 foot table. So the team is putting the eight foot by 10 foot table together. We have a cutting mat that's eight foot by 10 or four foot by 10 foot, I should say. So it's this massive cutting table. And finally, we get that put together. And so it's by the end of the day, Wednesday, the engravers, two of the engravers are up and functioning. I think we'd had at that point three desks up and rolling. We'd had the cutting table almost put together. And then um, our day got cut short by, it's not a fire. I shouldn't describe it as a fire, but it had the same effect as a fire. And that's going to be the topic of my next podcast. So I won't go into detail too much about that specific topic. So tune in on Thursday for that topic. But we had an issue that cut us short. And so we left all the windows open to air the place out because of what happened, and I came back later that night to close it up, and it had been mostly dissipated. The problem had mostly been dissipated at that point. So Thursday morning, um, we're back at it. At this, at this point, things are starting to get more where they need to be. The engraving room is fully up and operational. The cutting table is pretty much operational. The, the, the press is pretty much operational. Remember, this is the old press, the A-ton manual press from the old workshop. We still haven't got the new one. I ended up getting that ordered. I met with the window, ins or the window replacement guy, um, who's working on getting me a quote to replace the window, because we're gonna have to put the machine through the window, so that's an issue. 
I did order the machine. And just a lot of things that happened behind the scenes. And Thursday, it was kind of like on your marks, get set, go. Like Thursday was get set. And then Friday was actually go. And we're still waiting for our racking. And we still don't know when it's going to show up, show up from Menards. And part of the problem is we can't really set up a lot of the workshop without it. Friday, I spent most of the day, um, while the team was doing some production, I spent most of the day getting, a ref- I, I rented a U-Haul truck and I just drove around to all the local appliance stores and everywhere and I picked up a refrigerator and a microwave and a toaster oven and a whole bunch of other things and a couch um, for the break room because we really hadn't gotten much thought into the break room per se. We're still missing a table. We need to get a table of some sort. That's still got to happen. But um, it's been a lot slower than I had originally wanted. And I guess to some extent that should be expected. It should be expected that things aren't going to go as well. The good news is that for the most part, we are back up and doing production at least at 50%. My task for the early part of this week is to finish getting the rest of the other two engravers set up the other two ducting systems set up, um, which shouldn't take as long because unlike the first time around where I'm just kind of guessing, this time I have a plan and I've got all the parts, so it's just assembling those parts. And the worst part of it, which is the window part, is done. Um, And I actually designed the ducting system so that when we need to expand the system, everything's already in place and I don't have to rework really anything. I just have to take the caps off of the ends of the areas that have been set aside to be capped. So it's good for that purpose. So this early part of this week, I get this set up. I got to go back. I got to go back and forth. Menards has been, they supposed, were supposed to reach out to the manufacturer of the wooden aspects of our shelves. They were supposed to find out when they expected them, and then they were going to communicate with us, and that'll actually change a lot of our future predictions, I should say, on how we're going to do things. Because if it turns out that they're not coming for months, we got to change our strategy. And if it turns out that they're coming now, well, then we have to just hang in there. On top of that, we got a couple of people that we were bringing in for interviews, um, which is kind of difficult with the workshop in the state it's in. But it's kind of just, I guess we're stumbling our way forward. And I don't like stumbling my way forward, but I realize that's kind of been our status quo for a while, so I shouldn't be that surprised. The one thing that's kept me going in all of this and made me feel positive in this situation is that it's going to be so nice when it's done. And it's starting to get there already, even without the racking that we need to it. And even with pieces still not being fully assembled and things like that. And it's getting there. I can start to see the vision of what it will be in reality coming to life. And that is encouraging. It's exciting. I'm going to start doing videos on TikTok, um, hopefully daily, not re- regularly. Um, demoing the behind the scenes of the company because I know that a lot of you want to see what it looks like now. And so I will be putting videos on TikTok with those. I may cross post them onto Instagram as well. I want to do that more regularly. I think that's a pretty good strategy. Um, but we'll see. And I'll tell you more about the thing that happened, the pseudo fire that happened on Thursday. So check back in on Thursday for that topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be sure to get the latest podcast right away, as well as the notifications bell. So you get notified when we launch new stuff. If any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, folio, accessory, anything we sell, please feel free to contact the main page of our website at meridicreative.co. You can also contact us via Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. We'll do our best to get back to you as soon as possible. We do appreciate your patience. 
If you want to give us a phone call, you can call us at 414-434-9001. That's a call or text number, 414-434-9001. We're available Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time. Uh, we don't work federal holidays, and if you don't get a hold of us either because we're out of it's out of hours or it's uh, we're on the phone with somebody else, feel free to leave us a voicemail. We, we will return those as best we can, and uh, we do appreciate that. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow. Both a review on the podcast on whatever app you're listening on, but also a review on the product itself. If you go to murdycreative.co slash reviews, you can read all of our amazing five-star reviews as well as um, kind of get a sense of the, what people are thinking of the product. There's a button there that says leave a good review. If you click on that button, it'll take you to facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash reviews. It's a question. Do you recommend the Murdy Creative Company? Click yes, and then you can write your wonderful review. Uh, we love them. We read them all. They're going up in the new workshop on the wall as well, and uh, it's something that brightens all of our if for whatever reason you'd leave us a bad review, there's another button there that says get in contact with us directly. It is deeply personal to me that everyone has a good experience with the company. I really want everyone to be happy. And so we will do anything we can up to and including refunds and recrafting to make things right. So give us that opportunity before you leave us a bad review. Word of mouth is the best form of advertising, so please tell your friend. Uh, if you want to get a little something for doing that, check out on the lower left-hand corner of our website, there's a rewards program. You click on that, you log in, you get 5% back on any purchase you make as in-store credit, but then also there's a shareable link there. When you share that link with your family and friends, they get $5 off their first purchase and you get $5 of in-store credit. Helps them, helps you, helps us. Check it out. If you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. Leave them in the comments below, send us an email. I love talking about just about anything and you know, coming up with topics sometimes is tricky. So if you got questions or concerns about specific things and you want to know more, ask them. If you're looking for multiple binders, journals, folios, anything we sell uh, for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts. They're already built into the cart of the website. So if you know the quantity you're looking for and it's all based off just total cart quantity so you can mix and match whatever products you want, you know what you're looking for. Just go add them to your cart. The best discount will automatically be applied. If, however, you're not exactly sure on that quantity you want and instead you're working on trying to hit a specific price point, feel free to reach out to us uh, and you know we can work with you to figure out if that's possible for us. and. Uh, we can work on figuring out exactly what quantity that, that, that price looks like. Um, if you also are looking for something custom engraved, we have no minimum order quantities and no setup fee. It's a simple flat fee of $15 per item. Uh, and you can get just one of things. So you can either get just one or if you're looking to get multiples for a corporation or a company or just for friends, uh, you can get those. And the bulk discount does apply to that $15 per, per book fee as well. So it actually can be quite a bit less than that if you're getting large quantities. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.